0: Drop the subject.
1: The new Channel Q. All right, Friday. Drop the subject begins half the time, but it's going to be twice as good. No, I can't guarantee that. But Jarrett <laughs> and Ali are here with you. You say
2: you're making a lot of promises right out the gate. here. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to do that.
1: But we do have an exciting show. We have a, a guest that we're going to talk to on the phone about college enrollment and how it is down, down, down. Which, I don't.
2: Which I think people should recognize. We're doing this because college enrollment season starts January first. <laughs> It's not like We're randomly this throwing this in the holidays. To celebrate. Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. The, the, Well, yeah, I mean, college enrollment season is next, is, is next, at the beginning of next year. But it's because of the college admission scandals, I think it's taken this whole extra layer oh, that sure. is kind of interesting. And I also think that student loan debt is just a big topic of conversation that a lot of people, especially sure. with the campaign, you know, the, with the elections and everything. So I think a lot of people are like, why college? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Like, more than ever. And Absolutely. so it's kind of interesting to think about. Uh, it's something, a uh, conversation I wish that I had been having maybe before I knew I would have a ton of student loans.
2: I mean, I feel like a lot of people are also, like, kind of questioning whether or not college is right for them because of the various different industries that we have that you definitely, you wouldn't necessarily learn about in college, right? Like, I mean, we have so many online and digital things that are happening and so many people who are kind of finding success in those things because they've grown up in them. Like, with AI, and uh, you know, coding and all that kind of different stuff that are having so much like uh, uh, career success already right. without having to go to school. No, you you could can probably s- teach a class y- instead yeah, of yeah, you're
1: north. right. I mean you could say, Hey, I, I went to college and I majored in, in just laying on the couch and playing video games and literally making millions of exactly. dollars. Like yeah. you don't need college for that. Or like, hey, I, I, I didn't need to major in internet challenges. or the you know, (laughs) I can do the bottle cap challenge and I got four billion views on it, and now I'm living pretty. No class is going
2: to teach me how to YouTube, you know what I mean? And so like, (laughs) there are plenty of exactly, yeah, and like these are the people who will probably be teaching those classes in the future. Oh my
1: God, could you imagine like a Harvard
2: YouTubing 204, like. (laughs) You know what I mean, like,
1: and it's like Rebecca Black. Exactly, welcome, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Open your notebooks. It's the
2: the people who yeah. are playing video games, like, and having people watch them and making you know seventeen million dollars yeah, a year. The so.
1: world's a change, uh, yeah. and we also have a debate recap. Of course, the debate happened last night. Our drop the subject year end lists continue. We will do the best promos today, and we had to kind of go through some of the old text messages that we've gotten from our boss praising us on our award winning promos. Awards not included. I
2: was going to say, yeah. Uh, well, because. The funny thing is, some of you may never actually hear our promos. If you listen to us live every day, yeah. obviously our You're promos, right? Our promos don't air in our show; they air in other shows. Or if you listen to the podcast, um, oftentimes they're at the end of yeah. the podcast. So uh, we're going to go through the ones that have uh, gotten the the highest marks from the Big Boss, yeah,
1: or I guess gotten the biggest reaction. I don't want to necessarily say they're the best.
2: Yes, exactly. The, the most noteworthy. The ones that have gotten the yeah. most feedback, yeah.
1: I actually had an interesting night last night because we had a guest in yesterday, your friend Yolo, who's uh, one of, you said, one of the only black yogis that you have, had met, and even though now you know more. yeah. But we talked a lot about yoga and why people do yoga, and I actually don't, I don't really take yoga that much anymore. I mm-hmm. took it a lot in college because it was part of my BS acting major to mm-hmm. like roll around on the ground and stretch a lot. But... I, I don't,
2: B.S. as in B.S., not B.A. acting major. Okay. No, no, no. I, I was like, oh, she's
1: doing a <laughs> I thing. have a B.S. Got in it. acting. Yes, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Bachelor of Fine S. Right. No, I... Uh, I, I uh, don't really, I don't know, I get, yoga gets so clicky for me. Yeah. Like, you walk in and you, f- you feel very intimidated by a bunch of, like, super skinny people and mm. with yoga mats being like, yeah, I know. And then I picked up this turmeric tea and it just <laughs> made me
2: feel, and you're like, oh, I need to leave. It just really opened up my chakras and the yeah. way that I was able to just really, yeah. it's like, what are you talking anyway, about?
1: Anyway, this this bagel's great. <clears> throat> like, throat> it's just, it's a weird it's a weird dichotomy of like people who today. yeah who like seem spiritually awoken but then also seem very superficial at the same time. Right. Anyway, it was ironic that we that we talked to your friend yesterday, and then I got home and my wife said I, I signed us up for a yoga class, and oh, I was really? like, oh, okay.
2: Oh, I thought you were going because it, it like came no, to mind she, because it. No, it was completely
1: coincidental because there's a place down the street that we've never tried, gotcha. and we've been out of town all month, so we haven't had our regular gym place. We right. took a month off of that, so she was like, why don't we check out this place? And right. I was like, okay. So she was like, it's a beginner's class because I know your friend said if you're going to try, you know, start right. from the beginning and don't
2: do like me and go to an intermediate class when you're going for the first time. Yeah.
1: So Katie definitely took that advice. I don't know if she was listening to Yolo, but okay. we got there and she had signed us up for a beginning gentle yoga class for pregnant mothers oh my God and people
2: with injuries. So wow. It, okay. It, okay. It
1: was very gentle. Yoga so class.
2: You guys were the weird guy in the back <laughs> of the class who didn't fit in. Yes. You guys were those people. Right. Okay.
1: So we got there, and I was like, "Katie, what?" She was like, "I don't know." It was that. She was like, "I didn't want it to be too overwhelming for me. I get really nervous if I can't Wait, do the
2: moves." She intentionally went to the pregnant slash? She
1: seeked, seek, seeked, sought. sought it out oh, because I she it was wanted an to accident. make sure it was the easiest possible class that she could fine for that's
2: us that's hilarious wait was she listening to the show yesterday and talking about yoga I
1: don't know I don't know if she was or not I forgot I to ask but on the way we totally were on the way realize. I was like so what is the class and she was like it's gentle yoga it's for like very very beginners and expectant <laughs> mothers." like what she, my god she's like you know people who are recovering from injuries and I was like Katie this class is gonna be like a bunch of senior citizens well
2: the funny thing is I'm like I probably still would have struggled through it oh
1: it was great and it was challenging yeah and it was actually a lot of the breathing stuff that Yola was talking about, yeah. where you're kind of—it's not like you're doing super challenging. It's, it wasn't about working out right. at all. It was about kind of seeing what parts of your body were holding tension. And it was right. actually a really great class. It was also an hour and fifteen minutes, oh my God. and Let it, it ended past nine p.m. <laughs> Jesus. But it was—it uh, was me and Katie and a bunch of like really old, really
2: nice ladies. Nice. <laughs> So now you guys are, you guys signed up for the monthly membership. Yeah, and you're in so we're hooks.
1: doing unlimited prenatal yoga every it is quite an experience. Katie was like, "That was perfect for me." I was like, "I that feel like we amazing. could have done like a downward dog, but sure, that's yeah, hilarious. that was a good experience." So if you if you want to try it for the first time, you want to join us for the that's expected amazing. mommies,
2: expected mom yoga. I think that's probably the best place for me to start. I think we should do it together. I'm looking to do it because I know I'm so I'm so inflexible. If that's a word, like I need to be more limber. So well,
1: it was literally like lift a leg up, put it
2: down. Like, Lift okay. this other leg up. Put it down. Blink.
1: <laughs> Figure. Breathe through that. What you
2: just did. <laughs> we got to take a quick break. We're, when we come back, throughout the show, we've got a whole lot to talk about. We're going to find out why is college enrollment down. If you're considering uh, jumping into the college admissions for the the next year, uh, Dwayne Wade and J.K. Rowling are both making headlines about LGBTQ issues. Why? Plus, we'll recap the debate. We've got the best promos of the year and so much more. Drop the subject. Comes right back. Drop
1: the subject. The new channel Q. Okay, Jarrett. Yes. I have a hypothetical for you. Okay. A Christmas hypothetical, if you will. All right. It's Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Somebody you're close to gives you a gift. Let's just say it's me. Okay. You open it up. It is... Uh, a, a, a holiday sweater vest Uh-oh. and it is ugly as all hell
2: oh, I mean that was implied <laughs> when <you said> holiday <laughs> I sweater mean vest.
1: if I was picking out a vest for you I think it's also implied it would be
2: terrible fair enough
1: uh, I do not have great fashion sense it's the wrong size you say oh thank you so much and then I say oh yeah I put the gift receipt in there and you go thank internally God. thank God <laughs> Exactly. so then you go to return it right here's the bad news You are ruining the planet by returning that sweater. What? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm ruining the planet? (laughs) Yes. Because according to this article, there is a $100 billion reason not to return gifts this holiday season.
2: You cannot be serious. Yes. Okay.
1: 90% of products that are returned during the holiday season will not be resold, and many of them will end up in landfills.
2: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) I don't mean to bum out the party here. Too late for that. Okay. So maybe you should just love the sweater and wear
2: it. Well, it's funny because the question of whether or not something gets returned usually has something, has a lot to do with what my money looks like at the time. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, if I've got, like, if I'm doing pretty well in the moment, I'm like, oh, I'll re-gift it or I'll put it in the bottom of my closet or whatever. But like, if I need it, I'm like, look, sis, we'll be back as soon as we can get to the store.
1: Exactly. You're right. It, I, it does depend left? on that. And then sometimes there are things that you aren't sure you're going to return yet. There is a pair of boots that I can recall in my lifetime that I was like, you know what? I'm going to give these a try. And I was like, eh, they don't really fit that great. But you know what? Still gonna give
2: nope, I'm not. Then you hold on to them too long and you can't return them. And then them. you
1: can't return them. Yeah. And then they just you know, build up dust in your closet.
2: As you're saying this though, I'm thinking to myself, this makes sense because I did work in retail. You worked in retail as well, right?
1: I was a fold that was the folder and the overnight crew at Abercrombie because they wouldn't let people see my face during the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you said that like you're a gargoyle or something.
1: I was a gargoyle <laughs> compared to all the gargoyle. other people that were on the calendar. At where? At Abercrombie. Abercrombie. Oh,
2: Abercrombie and Fitch is a, it's a difficult place.
1: I was a stock lady and a stocky lady.
2: Abercrombie and Fitch is one of those places where I was like, how are you selling the clothes if no one's wearing them in the marketing? Yeah. Like, everyone's just always naked and hot.
1: No, and then um, they had, like, some reindeer hat on or something right. like that. They had, like, some kind of a moose thing.
2: I um I used to work in retail, and I do remember things coming back, but, like, a lot of things would go back out, but, like, some stuff would kind of just, like, pile up.
1: Yeah, no, it, so it's interesting, the statistics, because returning presents... Uh, you know, according to this, has become a holiday tradition in the U.S. We know this. This year, one hundred billion dollars worth of product is expected to be returned between Thanksgiving and New Year, which is up by six billion from last year.
2: Holy! I almost said a word.
1: Companies are competing to take it easy to send these gifts back through, you know, policies such as free returns and stuff like that, in-store returns, instant refunds, instant refunds, and whatnot. But returning products. Comes at a staggering environmental cost, according to this. There is an enormous carbon footprint associated with sending products back and forth across oh my the God.
2: globe. That is crazy to me.
1: Yeah. Uh, they say that 15 million metric tons of carbon are emitted because of returned merchandise every single year. And on top of this, they found that brands aren't able to sell most of the returned goods through their website and stores. Only a mere 10% of products that are actually returned will be restocked on the
2: shelves and resold. I think what's crazy about this to me is the fact that it's got to be worse for online sales than it is for in-store sales. Yeah. Because, like, you send something back, it's going to, like, who's going to be, who's the person handling returns? Are they, like, folding things back up, putting them back in inventory? I feel like in online sales, it's got to be awful.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that they've caught on because on Amazon... Uh, Did I ever tell you my very interesting squatty potty story?
2: You got 12 seconds. Okay.
1: (laughs) 12 seconds?
2: Something like that. Uh,
1: I bought a squatty potty for somebody. And I accidentally ordered a large, like it's an extra large Squatty Potty for like right, people that are giants.
2: Those things come in size. And, and I also,
1: had yeah. no idea because all I saw was the little image on Amazon of a Squatty right. Potty. And so I tried to return it. And, they, and so I got the regular one that I'm supposed to get and I sent it to, the, to my friend. But they, they were like, don't bother returning the other one, just keep it. So now we have this gigantic Squatty <laughs> Potty in our house. That I'm just using because they don't they they realize that according, it's, you know, to more this work
2: to keep, to take it back. Yeah, there's
1: no point in returning. It. Body?
2: I love that thing. I've heard it's amazing. Okay, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah,
1: even though my legs are uh, as wide as yeah, it's like a ten hilarious. foot full because of All it. All right,
2: we gotta take a quick break. When we come back, why are college admissions dropping? I know this sounds weird, but it's something that you probably want to know a little bit more about. That's up next.
0: Drop the subject the new channel Q.
1: All right. Drop the subject. Allie and Jarrett returns now and about to get into a really interesting conversation about college enrollment and why it's on the decline. We have uh, a former university president on the phone and also he's a senior contributor on uh, Forbes, which is, of course, a very respectable news outlet. Uh, Michael... Nitzel is on the phone. And, uh, I
2: love the pause that you were like, I'm not going to mess up this My- night.
1: <laughs> Michael, I was like, don't say Nitzel, <laughs> don't say Nitzel. Michael, I, <laughs> I'm sure I will later, but uh, I, I got it right the first time. Welcome to the you show. You did. Very good. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about why college enrollment is on the decline because as I understand from your article, it's been on the decline steadily over the past few years and there are some reasons for that.
3: Uh, yes, it's been um, declining pretty consistently through this decade. This is the eighth year in a row in which you've seen a, a decline in total enrollments. Uh, and so for the, that's adds up to fewer than, uh, more than 2 million students less going to college now than back in 2011, which was kind of the high watermark. Um, it's now under 18 million nationwide. That's the first time we've seen that figure, uh, in this decade. Um, what, well, there's a lot of speculation about why that's happening. Certainly, one factor is with an improving economy, as we've had the last few years. You do see fewer folks returning to college because they have uh, a bit better access to good jobs and feel like they don't need additional education to get them ready for the job market, make them say, competitive in that market.
2: When you say returning, to uh, school, a second
3: factor that's Michael. pretty clear is just uh, fewer high school. Graduates. Uh, that has been uh, decreasing uh, a little bit, and so the pool from which you draw the majority of your college students has shrunk a little bit. Um, but a third factor, I think, is a set of things going on in higher education itself where we've seen some declining confidence and trust in higher education by the public in general. And so while there's still a lot of benefits. To getting a college degree, uh, the public has become more skeptical about whether college is worth it, whether they want their children to uh, to go into debt to finance college, and whether they, as adults who might be considering going back and finishing up a degree, want to make that investment. So I think you got several things going on, uh, some that are external to universities and colleges, uh, and some that are. Um, Taking place within those institutions. So,
2: Michael, I uh, we're talking with Michael Nitzel, um, a, a writer from Forbes. Um, I'm sorry, I can't hear. Um, they're having some trouble. Can, here. You, hear, can some, you hear us,
3: Michael? I can hear you. Uh, oh, uh, but it like. They're, they're, it sounded like there was another voice, and I couldn't hear.
2: Yeah, so we're um, we're we're talking with Michael Nitzel, who's a senior contributor from uh, Forbes Magazine, about this new article where they're talking about how you know we're seeing major declines in college admissions. And so, one of the interesting things I was thinking about with this was you, you kind of talked about how the economy was starting to come back when this was happening, um, when this this drop off started to happen. I'm curious if you think that any of the proposals from more of the liberal Democrats would impact these numbers, with uh, you know trying to make college free or trying to um, decrease student loan debt. Do you think that would have any positive or negative impact on these numbers?
3: Well, I think um, you have a variety of proposals for how to make college more affordable. Free college is kind of the extreme of that. That affects only public institutions, not uh, private ones. I think anything that improves college affordability is likely to have a favorable impact on on college attendance. Um, and um, the proposals that reduce college uh the debt of students um, for paying for college also may have uh, a a good impact on, uh, particularly on students who are just on the fence about whether to do it. Uh, They're afraid of taking on that debt, and yet they understand that getting a college degree can be uh, key to their career success and their their economic viability. So I think those are proposals that... uh, that could have an impact. There are other ones like just increasing the Pell Grant, Mm -hmm. uh, which is aimed at low-income students. The advantage of that is that's a program that already exists. It's it's easier to improve programs, particularly financial aid programs that already exist, than it is to create new ones. Uh, And and so you have more moderate proposals aimed at let's double the Pell Grant. Uh, That could have as much impact uh, as... uh, some of the free college proposals. And the other advantage of that is it would also affect students who are considering going to private schools.
1: Michael, is there anything, as as two people, uh, younger people who have attended college, is there anything we can do as far as like, I mean, I have all kinds, I had a blast in college. I have all kinds of great pictures. I mean, can I advertise and be like, hey, look at what a great time I had. Look at all the new experience that I experiences that I had that I wouldn't normally have had, you know, if I hadn't gone.
3: So we're going to use your personal slide deck as well. Exactly. A way to, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think it's important that the you know the, these kids know it's important to go to college of course to get a higher education, but also there's a lot of things I wouldn't have tried if I hadn't gone to college. Yeah.
2: Well, um, we wanted to have this conversation with you because we are coming up on the beginning of college admission season at the top of the year and I feel like what are some of the things that people are doing in place of college? Like what are some of the alternatives that people are considering as as this time comes up where people are going to start filing?
3: Yeah, there are a lot of alternatives that uh, people are turning to. Um, one of them is uh, so-called boot camps, which are much uh, shorter, focused on a specific skill like coding, um, where you uh, go for uh, um, several weeks, learn uh, sort of the concepts, and then perhaps have an apprenticeship associated with that, and you're ready to take a job uh, in the in some kind of uh, software industry, uh, those have become more popular, and you have a, a number of people going that direction. Particularly some older uh, students who are, who may have had some college, didn't finish, now are trying to upgrade to a, a different career, and they come back and do that. I'm a little skeptical of the long term benefit of that, but that's one of the alternatives, uh, obviously, that's out there. And and straight apprenticeships are out there uh, as another. Uh, opportunities for people who don't want to go the college route but uh, want to apprentice into a field where they can have a, a pretty good career.
2: If I'm not mistaken, uh, I feel like we've seen steady inclines in the numbers of women that are in college or that have uh, advanced degrees. And looking at your article, you say enrollments decline um, the most f- uh, for men, part-timers, and older students. Why do you think those indicators uh, come out the way that they did?
3: Well, I think in the case of the older students it's be that's a combination of the better economy uh so that you have people feeling pretty stable in their jobs are pretty good about their prospects and fewer of them seeing the need to come back um in the in the case of women i'm not quite sure except that now between 55 and 60 percent of the of students enrolled in college are women they are You're right. They've become the the majority. And so you're likely to see just perhaps a little bit uh, larger uh, erosion in that figure. Interesting.
1: Huh. Uh, Michael, do you want to share here what your craziest college story is?
3: <laughs> no. <I> absolutely
1: <laughs> All right. I well, I think it would help the cause. absolutely don't. Okay. Well, uh, Michael <laughs> Nitzel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. But,
2: and but one last thing before we go. Uh-huh. I, I did want to find out, what is your advice to people who are kind of on the fence right now and trying to make the decision of what they're going to do and, and where they're going to, to land, if they're going to apply for college or not?
3: My advice is to go to the best college that will accept you. It will pay off in the long run. Even if you take on debt, it will pay off in the long run. The wage premium from having a college degree is significant. So my advice is straightforward. It's worth it. Go and go to the best college that will accept you and that you can afford.
2: That's really great advice. All right, uh, Michael Nitzel, we really appreciate you. Michael Nitzel is a singer contributor for Forbes.com, um, and we really appreciate the conversation as people are getting ready to try to make these hard decisions. So um, we are going to take a quick break, but first...
1: Yes, you want to go see Mariah Carey, don't you? Yes, it's the best Christmas gift you could ever receive, and to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Mariah's Merry Christmas album and the single, of course, All I Want for Christmas is You, we're going to give you a chance to win the ultimate holiday gift, which is meeting her. You'll win a round trip uh, a, round, uh, a trip for two, including round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, two tickets to Mariah Carey's The Butterfly Returns show, and two backstage passes to meet Mariah Carey. But you have to be in it to win it. Go to wearechannelq.com and enter to win right now. We will be right back. Drop the Subject comes back in a moment. Uh, we're pulling clips of the best promos of Drop the Subject. If you don't listen to the show live, ooh, you're in for a treat because some sort of great promos are on the way. It's going to be amazing. And of course, we have all the debate coverage coming up, but we wanted to talk about a couple of stories here. One of them has to do with J.K. Rowling and some of and, and a tweet that she sent this week that she's getting a lot of criticism for. Another mm-hmm. one has to do with Dwayne Wade and some of the things that he's been talking about with his uh, his his child who is gender nonconforming at least we know but not we're yeah. not sure if they're trans or
2: not exactly but just sure, somebody yeah.
1: who's who's growing up kind of in the gray so just
2: kind of kind of give you a bit of a recap of what we're talking about um Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are obviously married they uh, posted a photo on Thanksgiving of their family on their staircase and the the photo kind of caught some attention um I, it's funny, I was listening to someone else talking about it, and they were like, I didn't even notice what people were talking about until like, I saw another headline that Dwayne Wade had to respond to the photo. So they're standing on these stairs, and it's on Thanksgiving Day, and it says, You know, grateful, happy Thanksgiving, good people to all friends and family that have my back, and all the friends and family I've never met who show love and support uh, when everyone is looking. Uh, and when no one is looking, all praise, gratitude, and thankfulness. Now you might remember earlier in the year, Gabrielle and Dwayne um, took their son to pride and that was a big headline. And now in the photo, um, he has his nails done and like he has manicured nails and what looks like it might be a crop top. Um, And so people were responding with all kinds of negativity and Dwayne Wade had to come out and say like, you know, I support my son and um, it's more important for me that our child has love than um, the, Than having, you know, you guys' approval. And it's important that we have the support, that he has the support of his parents than anything else.
1: Yeah, Um, I I think that, I mean, it's really important for somebody like him and and a family like theirs to to really speak about this specifically. Yeah. Because I think that, uh, you know, on the show, of course, we talk a lot about trans uh, issues, and of which there are many, and I think that creating awareness for those issues is is very important, but I think it's also so important for parents and new parents to right. talk about their experiences that they're having literally right now about the development of their
2: children. One of the things we we're, you were um, alluding to was that we're not exactly sure where on the queer spectrum um, the their their child falls because at the end of this clip that we're about to play in a moment, uh, Dwayne ref- references his son, but then also says she, um, which makes me a little unclear on where they, where they are on the spectrum. So uh, take a listen to what he said recently on a podcast. Uh, you
4: don't talk about strength and courage. Incredible. My 12-year-old has way more than I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, you can learn something from your kids. Right. Um, you know, but in our household, man, that's all we talk about. We talk about making sure our kids be seen by each of us. Um, me and my wife, you know, we talk about making sure our kids, you know, understand that they're, you know, the power in their voice, you know. Um, you know, we want them to to be whoever they feel that like they can be in this world. Like that's our, our goal, you know. Understand you can be whoever, you can be whatever. Now it's some things that's gonna, you know, while you're trying to go down that process, this is what's gonna come at right. you. It's gonna be a lot to of negativity. Them, yeah. It's gonna be a lot of hate. And it's not even just from my son's sexuality. It's just about being a, a young black man and or a young and black for, woman. First and foremost, right? Problems. Yeah. It's not the kids. It's not right. the ones who decide that you decide that. Yeah, they born a certain way, and you say they got to be that way. It's not. That's not. That's not life, man. I mm-hmm. watched my son from day one becoming to who she now eventually's coming to. Oh. You, know? you know what I'm saying? And for me, it's all about nothing changes with my love. Right. Nothing changes with my responsibilities.
2: What I think is really important about this is like, think about who Dwayne Wade is. Dwayne Wade is a historic right. basketball player totally. who's sitting on a talk show podcast with two other men. Um, who are all cis het men having a conversation about this young queer child. And I just think it's a really important moment. Um, there's always kind of like this conversation about what it is to be black and be gay and, and whether or not black people support homosexuality and the overwhelming rules about all that kind of stuff. And like more than any of that conversation that I want to even jump into, I just think it's really extraordinary that Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union are supporting their child in this Yeah,
1: way. yeah. And I think especially because he's a basketball player because yeah. in sports I mean in basketball and football I think get the worst of it but yeah. I think baseball I mean I think a,
2: po- professional sports in pretty general, much yeah. yeah
1: every professional sport uh, I think that's better with women's sports but yeah. Um, I think that it's really, really, it's crazy to me to hear and see how many people are coming out in 2019 and 2020, and or come, you know, just kind of saying I don't really label myself, and then seeing still how many people are in are closeted that play professional sports. Absolutely. So it's really, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like double decker, amazing that he yeah. is the person who's who's speaking out about this. I love that for him. Yeah. All right. So just very quickly before we get out of here, um, there's a controversy around. J.K. Rowling. She is being criticized because she's supporting this teacher who uh, there was a British teacher who was fired because she had made some transphobic comments. And, you know, a lot of people were supporting that she got fired. And J.K. Rowling put out a tweet that said, dress however you please, call yourself whatever you like, sleep with any consenting adult who will have you live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real hashtag I stand with Maya, hashtag this is not a drill. So she has been dealing with a lot of backlash for saying something like that. I'm not really sure exactly what the transphobic comments were that this teacher was making or if they were about a student, but... Um, it seems like she's saying I'm a feminist and this person shouldn't have been fired for saying this, but then it also is being viewed as transphobic.
2: Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll finish this conversation on the other side and then we'll jump into more drop the subject. Don't, don't go anywhere. We got more. Coming. Don't. No, please. Don't. Drop the Subject to new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We were just in the middle of this conversation about why J.K. Rowling is uh, catching a lot of heat lately because of some comments that she's been supporting um, from a, a person who's gotten into trouble. Um, again, this is Drop the Subject with Jared and Alley, just FYI. Um, we're we're seeing these comments that came from Maya Forrester. Um, she, uh, she was a person who lost her job over some comments that she made on social media about transgender people what she said specifically was I don't think people should be compelled to play along with literal delusions like quote trans women are women oh. uh, she wrote in a private message to a coworker. she's been she's an employment judge later ended up ruling that um, Forrester's views are quote absolutist and incompatible with human dignity and fundamental rights of others um, so then this kind of has like a whole freedom of speech kind of thing and all this but beyond that because that's a whole different conversation JK Rowling has come out and like Supporting this person and saying like you know um, what you were what you were quoting earlier Hmm. Um, and so it's it's interesting to see her saying like the quote from J K Rowling is dress however you please call yourself whatever you like sleep with any consenting adult who who will have you live your best life in peace and security but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real hashtag I stand with Maya hashtag This is not a god
1: it's crazy because you know about turf right.
2: What is a turf? T E R F, right? Turf
1: is like a group of lesbians that are are like anti-trans. Oh, and, I've
2: heard that yeah, term before. Yeah. And there's actually
1: a, co- a a correlation between them and After Ellen and a bunch of lesbians like <laughs> jump shipped on on After Ellen after finding that out. Mm. But it's we, it's crazy to me to think about how there is a group, there are group of groups of people out there that are LGBT that are like vehemently anti-trans yeah. because you just assume that people who are in the LGBT umbrella are just all inclusive and like be who, whoever like their mo is be whoever you want to be. Well, or I you, think yeah. I,
2: I think this is an important distinction for like folks that are not under the umbrella of LGBTQ because I think that they do tend to have this idea that we're all one monolith and we all kind of have the same like wants, needs, and, and um, challenges, and I think it's really important that we. All Always highlight how trans folks have a very different experience than the L G, the L, the G, or the B. Um, being lesbian, gay, or bisexual is a sexuality conversation, whereas being transgender is a is a gender question. It's about you're about sex and not sexuality. And so we have different experiences. And like I, we have Char on the show oftentimes, and when I'm talking with with other um, trans or non gender gender non-conforming folks, I'm always asking questions because there's plenty for me to learn about Yeah, those oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
1: And I think that it's important to, like saying trans women are not women is like an absolutely ridiculous thing to me. Uh, The conversation about like what it's like to be a woman and having the female experience Mm -hmm. and that whole like like the fact that you know you grew up a certain way and then you transition into the gender that you feel you were born with yes of course that like I don't understand the trans experience because I haven't had that and a trans woman is going to have a a different experience growing up than I had Mm -hmm. as a cis woman growing up so I think it's okay to acknowledge those differences it doesn't mean that a trans woman is not a woman
2: right so uh, I'm kind of surprised about this with JK rolling because I thought that Right, she I, I was didn't. Chill. Expect, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, full disclosure: like, I'm not following J.K. Rowling. Like, I've I've seen the first Harry Potter movie, loved it, and then never saw another one. But like, I am a little bit surprised by this because this didn't seem like Ugh. who I expected her to be. I so. wish she could
1: just live up to the first part of her name, J.K. <laughs> just be like J.K. Everybody, because JK, J.K.
2: means just kidding. Right. Okay. Got it. Um. So we're gonna <laughs> We're gonna speaking make of a, genius. Exactly, let's move on. We're gonna make a hard left turn uh, into uh, our drop the subject. Uh, countdowns of the decade We uh, Earlier this week we did Our most heartfelt moments We did our most awkward moments And today we're highlighting our promos Because oftentimes if you're listening to us live You don't hear our promos And if you are listening to the podcast You might catch it at the end But um, we get a lot of feedback about What our our promos are like from our boss So
1: Yeah, I, well you know, to put this list together, we really just went on text messages from our boss.
2: Like, what did he have to say? Because
1: when he actually likes the promo, he'll be like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and come to think of it, I haven't gotten one of those texts in a while. Have you? Actually, no. Right. That's a
2: really good point. So
1: maybe we should just, uh, the, for his benefit, we'll, review all the great ones we'll that we've done. Run all of them. Okay? Yeah. So... so-
2: Number one was uh, an inner dialogue you were having in a promo.
1: So this is actually uh, this is one that you were I think you were in New York for a little while. Yeah. And uh, I did a promo with my own inner monologue and it went a little something like this. Drop the subject. The following promo is brought to you by Allie's Inner Monologue. On the next show, I'll be joined by Clayton Ferris, also known as the guy from that printer vine. Oh, really great, Allie. Why don't you just tell him to give up and stop listening? Um, and it's also bring your dog to work day. So we're going to try and bring a basket of puppies. They're still not going to like you. Yes, they will, Inner Monologue. Leave me alone. If I went away, then you'd have no one. Why are you telling me this? Your dad was right. You should have gone into finance. It's true. It's true. All of it's true. (laughs) Drop the subject. Weekdays. Twelve to two Pacific, so, three to five Eastern. There we on go. The new channel nice Q. Nice work
2: there. Um, how do you feel now, listening back to it?
1: You know, I I think my inner monologue loves it, and I hate it.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we did one. Ironically, we're talking about presidential debates in a little bit, and apparently, one of our presidential debate promos was one of the boss's favorites. Uh, let's take a listen to that one. Um, when when uh, we were basically doing a debate. Well, yeah, we had we
1: had and we got somebody upstairs to help facilitate this one because they gave us a time. We had five seconds each to talk about the next show. She's the
2: voice of "News It or Lose It." Yeah,
0: drop the subject.
5: Welcome to the drop-the-subject debate. <laughs> Candidates, you have five seconds to pitch your topics for the next show. Jarrett, you have the floor. And we
2: have five seconds to talk about the first presidential debates. This is historic. What are you even talking about? Time. T- um, excuse me.
5: Allie, you now have the floor.
1: Wait, so if he only gets five seconds, how many seconds do I get? Do I get more seconds because I'm a woman?
5: Time.
1: Wait, what the hell? This isn't fair. I hold you in contempt.
5: That's
2: not how that works, Allie. Objection. Oh, God. Democracy is dead. Drop
1: the subject. <laughs> we Democracy. Dead. Is- 12, is 12 dead to is two two something specific. that was said often by you. I was going to say that
2: was the beginning of Democracy is Dead because we've said that a million times now. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We've got three more of the best promos. Oh, I see Parka written down. Mm-hmm. And one was- year anniversary. Yeah. Okay. Those are coming up next.
1: Drop the Subject, the new Channel Q.
2: We are in the middle of going through some of the biggest moments of the decade here on Drop the Subject
1: decade for us is really only eight months, but hey, we're going to take it.
2: But who's looking at the calendar? Um, Everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Literally everyone is counting. Exactly.
2: Okay, so we've been going through some of our favorite promos, or the promos that have gotten the most feedback from the big bosses, and uh, we did inner monologue from Allie, where she was, you know, fighting with herself about what she was saying. (laughs) Um, We did the first presidential debate when I was in New York, and um, we were (laughs) going back and forth, trying to get our time But now, number three, it just says parka, and I I don't even wanna set this up, we'll just let it rock.
3: On the next next. Drop the
0: subject
2: On the next show For the Monday Munch Report We're calling in The heavy hitters Host of Butter and Brown On Aspire Seth Brundle's gonna join us And we're talking All things food
1: Plus we'll go through A real workplace questionnaire On sexual orientation bias For example Jarrett, Please rate how warm Or cold you feel Toward gay and lesbian women
2: Grab a parka
1: Oh no Not even a lukewarm
2: And a scarf Oh no
1: This is gonna take Less time than I thought Drop the subject Uh, (laughs) Aw You know So grab a parka is always a great dig at somebody
2: well what's funny is we record these promos and then we usually don't hear them and so then the next day if we get notes from someone they'll be like oh I love the thing about the parka and I'm like
1: and then we have to put together what What we we even
2: yeah and we don't we don't always hear what the producer cuts and like what stays and what goes and so I remember being like I do remember saying something about the parka and like it's funny just kind of hearing about
1: and then uh, my good old oh oh I'm sad all right. So the next one on the list is another quiz that we were doing on the show. We do love some show quizzes here on Drop the Subject, and uh, this is when we have first met because we uh, we you know we were basically a new couple, right? And so we decided to do on the air a couple's compatibility quiz. <laughs> but of course, in order to promote it, we had to record this. Drop the subject. I'm Jarrett. And I'm Allie. And we're a new couple. So in addition to doing our regularly scheduled gay MA tomorrow, we will also be doing a couples compatibility quiz.
2: Oh, can't wait. What do you mean? No, it sounds really fun. I'm I'm really excited.
1: If Uh, you didn't like it, then why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you ask me first? Well, we're doing the promo right now, so I can't take it back now, can I? When are you going to get over the fact that I'm
2: not Kevin? (laughs) Drop the subject. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like this was like maybe a few weeks into the show I think. something like that like right after it, 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 I officially came in um, after after Kevin so that was funny like we love a, a quiz or a listicle like, oh. I feel like we're really good for it give oh, me a, a quizicle quiz. forget a it a oh my god is that a thing
1: a list of quizzes let's, make just make just, quiz,
2: let's just <laughs> a quizicle listicle okay
1: <laughs> just the one that spend a whole show going through quizzes on a long I, list I
2: totally would do that I would um, do that too okay The one that got the most love from the Big Boss was kind of a special one.
1: I think he, I believe he texted, I think I have it in
2: front of me, a a promo of the year. Something like that, which is appropriate because it was for an anniversary.
1: On On the next, drop the subject. We want to take this opportunity to say happy birthday to Channel Q. You're one year old. You did it. And now here's your gift.
2: Did you get the gift? I thought you got the gift. No, I totally thought you got the gift. I've been working on the Monday Munch Report. It's Monday. We have to talk about food.
1: I had this whole thing ready about the best airlines to take based on their free snacks. So then what are you doing for the Monday Munch Report? I had planned on eating. Well, that's not the Monday Munch Report. That's just you eating. Oh, my God. You You woke the baby. Oh, no. Channel Q. Shh. Hey, hey. Here, here. Play some Madonna. Drop the subject. (laughs) You know, anytime you make a Madonna joke on Channel Q airwaves, it always
2: goes over well. I feel like uh, here, here, have some Madonna, listen to some Madonna was like the perfect outfit. It's that.
1: very meta because, or it's very abstract, I should say, because this, the idea of, uh, of the fact that you're buying a present for a radio station that you've turned into a baby the baby cries during the promo and you soothe the channel q one-year-old baby with madonna songs with its
2: own music yes. it's really
1: a hit or miss and apparently with our boss it was a hit
2: it was definitely a hit well
1: congratulations. maybe with you us. it was a miss who right. knows
2: congratulations to us on knocking it out of the park <laughs> yeah again and again and again uh we're gonna take a quick break
1: <laughs> When we come back, cheers to us. Anyway, we're also
2: working on our self esteem. So, (laughs) my inner monologue agrees. Shout out to us. Uh, We'll take a quick break. When we come back, the moments of the presidential debate that you probably missed last night. Don't go anywhere.
0: Drop the subject. The new channel Q.
2: Drop the subject is back, and we've got to get into the presidential debates that you didn't watch last night.
0: (laughs) Well, Uh, apparently,
1: I'm not alone.
2: Apparently, you're not alone. Well, I was saying you to all the listeners, but you included. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, I, I mean, okay. I'm not supposed to say this, so just bear with me. Oh, but like, oh. I started watching last night, and then I woke up like 45 minutes into it. No,
1: <laughs> was like, you fell asleep I during the debate. I think I
2: missed a solid 10 or 15 <gasps> minutes of it. But,
1: did you now? Did you watch what you missed, or is it still
2: a mystery well, to you? What's so funny is I. Perked up, tuned back in and was watching. And then at the end of it, the analysis, they were like, well, the second hour was definitely a lot better than the first. And I was like, OK, so it wasn't just me. OK, great. It great, wasn't great just right, me. Right, right. I woke up as like they were starting like the second hour. So. Yeah. Um, so there was so basically uh- like the movie Boyhood.
1: Nothing happens until the very end.
2: Until the end. Okay, so there was two hours of debates last night. The first hour, kind of a snooze, quite literally. And then the second half is where I thought, like, oh, things did perk up. And they were like, oh, the second half, things definitely got a little bit spicier. So um, the first moment that I would love for you guys to be able to hear was from, um, it's, oh, Emmy's like, drop the president.
1: Come on, baby.
5: the president. Yes,
2: we are um, talking about how Democrats are planning to drop the president. So the first moment that I would love for you all to to catch. Um, was Did you mo- catch
1: this, or was this when you were? Sleeping? I saw
2: this. Well, this is this happened right at the beginning of the second hour. just so. play the ten minutes that you missed exactly, and I'd be like, oh. I and guess then this we'd was all fall asleep again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Elizabeth Warren uh, kind of went on the attack with Pete Buttigieg, and so she was talking about how he'd had this fundraiser that was in a wine cave, and like wine caves became a thing throughout the analysis last Night on social media, it was basically like saying that he had a big donor media a big donor kind of fundraiser with a whole oh. bunch of rich people. And so wish I could have gone to that exactly right because a good sloshed. wine cave, exactly. Uh, and she was trying to say that he was taking like secret money from billionaires and how that's very anti Elizabeth Warren and also Bernie Sanders, but. Pete Buttigieg, there was a, there's a quote from, like, uh, old black grandmothers that say, you think you're nickel slick, but I got your pennies changed. This is what he had to say. <laughs>
5: According to Forest Magazine, I am the, literally the only person on this stage who's not a millionaire or a billionaire. So if... <laughs> this is important. This is, is the, like, the problem uh, oh. in issuing purity tests you cannot yourself pass. Oh, snap. Oh, If I pledged never to be in the company of a progressive, democratic donor, I couldn't be up here. Senator, your net worth is 100 times mine. Now, supposing that you went home feeling the holiday spirit, I know this isn't likely, but stay with me, and decided to go on to PeteForAmerica.com and give the maximum allowable by law, $2,800. Would that pollute my campaign because it came from a wealthy person? No, I would be glad to have that support. So,
2: Pete. Yeah, Pete definitely. um, I was like, oh, he's coming out with the nasty. Queenie reads right, exactly. Uh, I really wish that he'd snapped. Like, look, sis, I (laughs) would have probably died. Um, (laughs) But like, apparently, only six point one seven million viewers watched this last night and saw that, and I'm sure many more on social media. But like, no one was really watching, so I don't know how much of a bump he's going to get from this. But it was a really great point for. Him to make because you know Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders specifically are always raging against millionaires and billionaires, and they're, and they're million- both millionaires yeah. now. So I, I thought that that point that he made was was a really really good one.
1: But what was he saying about her being like a? like a Grinch around Christmas it was like she said he was like well, he well was saying that if I'm you're not in the holiday spirit you- which I find unlikely
2: <laughs> he, was, he was saying like I'm not expecting you to go donate to my campaign is what he was basically uh, saying I see he was saying if you were to go home and, and go on my website which I'm not expecting you to do and donate money would that corrupt my campaign because you're a millionaire no it wouldn't we need all the support that we uh, can I get I see I see whereas they were trying to make it seem like because millionaires or seemingly billionaires were meeting with him that he's inherently a flawed uh-huh. candidate and he was saying like you're literally a millionaire
1: So, how can we get invited to wine cave parties?
2: That's really the big question to be asked. That's
1: what I would like to know: is why why aren't we going to the wine cave parties? So,
2: yesterday I was telling you, all right, bad checks. Oh well, listen, if they'll take a check, I think we could both show up. (laughs) How about it? Um, So, what was also interesting? I was telling you that the dark horse in this race could end up being Andrew Yang again. Not expecting him to even right. win a state, but I will say I've been rather surprised by the way that things have been going for him. And so he had a couple of moments toward the end last night that were really great. The first one was with the, the last question, and the second was with the final statement. The last question um, came from the moderator, and I just I, I thought it was interesting because it was a very PBS-y kind of question. PBS and Politico hosted the debate last night, and uh, this is the question that she asked.
1: Third of the season, I'd like to ask each one of you. Is there someone else among these candidates that you would, I have, you have two options. One, a candidate from whom uh, you would ask forgiveness for something maybe that was said tonight or another time, (laughs) or, or a candidate to whom you would like to give a gift. And I'm gonna start with you, Mr. Yang. Wow. The look on his face is like, what? Uh, This is amazing. <laughs>
2: He's looking like what am I even supposed to say to this?
1: See, I thought when you said it was a very PBS question, I thought they were just going to ask for you to donate to PBS.
2: Oh no, it was it was very much so like a It's in our the spirit giving of the season and it was just like, "Oh, this is weird." Okay. <laughs> and like the look on his face is like, "WTF am I even supposed to say right. to this right no? But I thought the other classic amazingly Andrew Yang moment that he had came at the very end. They gave everyone the opportunity to do like a final closing statement. And um, they turned to him and said, Mr. Yang?
5: Mr. Yang. I know what you're thinking, America. How am I still on this stage with them?
2: <laughs>
5: and he was dead right, because that is
2: the question Everyone of like, was like,
1: what? Andrew Yang? It was like,
2: of the seven people who made it on this stage... How is Andrew Yang still here? And that is what I literally said when I looked. I was surprised to see Tom Steyer up there. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And I was surprised to see Andrew Yang. He's like enduring and he's not a bad candidate. I don't like, think
1: he's that bad either. He has a
2: huge following online. I also People think he's really lovable. Him. Yeah, he's a, he's a really, seems like a great guy who has some good plans for America. And I mean, the $1,000 a month thing for every American, that's going to go over well.
1: If that's going to allow me to go to more wine cave parties, I'm down. Yang 2020. Drop the
2: subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to drop the subject. It is about that time of (laughs) the day. Throwing a microphone, the the microphone. uh, We're having. Listen. Put it. Write
1: it down on the list. Listen, all right. It, right. It's live hey. radio,
2: folks. We have one of our mics is not treating me like it should today, so it's fine.
1: You know what? I think a great New Year's resolution for Channel Q is to
2: get that microphone
1: fixed, and by December thirty first of next year,
2: it might be. It might be <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> of next year. It's a good engineering, goal. Engineering will be like, listen, we're working on it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we have talked about quite a lot today already. Um, We've gotten through college enrollment being down, because college enrollment season starts in a few days. Um, We talked about Dwayne Wade and J.K. Rowling having very different headlines that are kind of trending right now. Mm. Um, We've also talked about various other... uh, Our best promos. uh, Our our best promos Mm -hmm. of the year. And um, we've got so much to um, catch up with before we move on uh, to...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wish just, that everyone could see could you right see now, because you're right literally now? talking as you're looking at Char Giselle, who's and, in studio right now, and, and trying, trying to, to grab find microphone. a microphone for her that like, works, and you're trying to continue your sentence. Char, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, Ali. Like your hair.
2: Char, Char oh, is thanks. going to be filling in for uh, Ryan Mitchell, who is out for the holidays. You're going to be filling in on Let's Go There. Oh, yes. Um, what are you guys talking about today? So, of course, we're talking about the debates
0: that happened down at Loyola Marymount yes. last
2: you night. You should fill
1: in Jarrett, because he fell asleep.
0: I slept for what? 10. Minutes.
2: We just did a whole debate segment. She's she's lying. I was about to say yeah. you're the
0: one that's obsessed with all of this yeah. riffraff.
2: I did sleep for ten minutes. He through. slept the he first slept hour. Was kind I mean, of listen, I
0: don't blame you. You yeah. know, I was preoccupied with other things as well. I had to watch Catch the Re-air. But okay. anyway, we're talking that. We're also talking the scandal. Like, was Kim Kardashian really in blackface? Or listen, are people tripping? Uh, oh my god! Or was she just her olive Armenian self? Let's call <laughs> it what it is. She's she was in black
2: body. Like she was yeah, in black I mean, everything. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, the hair was a little questionable as well. We're we're also talking Sofia Vergara. She is rumored to replace Gabrielle Union on America's Got Talent. Really? So much for that woman of color solidarity. I so wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, we got some politics. We're also talking to Richard Fowler of Fox News, which should be interesting. Shout out to Bombshell. Yeah, I know he worked directly with the Meg and the Kelly. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it'll be fun. Very nice. It'll okay. Fun. Well, we'll see you uh, coming up at four o'clock here on Channel Q. Thanks for letting us know what's up. Oh yes. All right. Thanks, so it's Char. Time we love you. F- love you too. <laughs> time for the happy. Ending.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought Char joining us was the happy ending. I know, right? You're like, oh, I'm going have to come up with something else too, because <laughs> um,
2: that's how I feel. So, um, uh, Allie, what you got for me? All
1: right, my happy ending is as follows. Sure, there's something. You got nothing. Gotcha. <laughs> hold, on, okay. hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Sure, the you know, returning Christmas presents is is. Bad for the environment. It's actually going to kill you. This.
2: <laughs> you right. have no idea what you're doing. No, here.
1: no. I was <laughs> trying. I was trying something off the cuff because my idea, and I know this is not going well. I was trying to have an inner monologue while I was giving my happy ending. Oh. That was going to be my happy ending. That feels was like my work. inner monologue telling myself that if my there, happy if, ending was
2: bad? If there's anyone in the building who could pull this off uh, as a voice artist, it would be you. Let's okay. try it.
1: All right. Here's my happy ending. Don't do it, Allie. Don't do it. Yeah, sure. It might be bad to return your Christmas presents. This is not going well. No one's really liking it. You should abort. Abort. (laughs) But, you know, look on the bright side. You have nothing. You have nothing. Everyone knows it. (laughs) Uh, If you just don't get anything for your family members, then maybe they'll have nothing to return. (laughs) Everyone's laughing at you. Everyone's laughing at you. Run away. Run away. Your dad was right.
2: I actually think it's a really good tip. (laughs) Don't buy anything. There's no returns. We've saved the world.
1: Thank you. Thank Gre- you very much. Did you uh, hear that in her monologue? No. Greta would
2: be so happy.
1: Greta would be very yeah. happy.
2: Okay. Um, What's so, yours? <clears throat> it may bite that J.K. Rowling seems like she's a transphobe. I love that you said it may bite. It may bite. <laughs> However. That bites. That's all I got. You
1: <laughs> you were so I'm happy We cannot start using that as a cop out, oh, you guys. No. Yes, we I can. can. No, we can't. What we can. a perfect
2: opportunity. Yes, we can.
1: You guys, I just did a damn one-woman show for my happy
2: ending. Well, and did you really want me to, to upstage you? No, you. <laughs>
1: okay, all I, I right, want all to right, let that one stand by Actually, itself. My inner monologue's happy about that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> We've got more live shows for you next week, um, leading up to Christmas. Um, we hope that you will be here for us on Monday. We've got the Monday Munch Report. We're working on a a a bit of a spectacular
1: yeah well you know if you were listening to yesterday's show we talked about we pitched the movie while you were sleeping with someone of the same sex to the head of lifetime your friend Mm -hmm. so i think it's time for a christmas spectacular
2: i think we gotta do a reading
1: i think we're gonna do a little bit of a live performance on monday so you're definitely definitely
2: (laughs) you want to be here for that one
1: (laughs) gonna want to be here for that
2: all right we'll see you on monday have a great day be safe out there enjoy your weekend